Welcome to Broadway Baptist Church, and happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers out there. Uh, we are so uh, thankful for all of you, honored by you, and I know there's, uh, there's mothers of all sorts uh, and different capacities. You may not uh, be a mother, but you may be a mother to someone out there. Uh, you may have that desire to be a mother, and uh, we know that, that the Lord loves you and cares for you, and uh, that uh, that in, in everything, in his, in his goodness, uh, we can trust in Him. Uh, so we pray this day uh, that it is a blessing for you, that you feel loved uh, for, for everyone. Whether you are a, a lady who is a mother or not, uh, the Lord loves you and, and uh, He is, is doing things through you. So we're so thankful that you're here. Uh, I would like to call us uh, to worship this morning. Uh, in the book of Psalms, as usual, not all the time, but in the book of Psalms, this is Psalm 13, uh, one of my favorite psalms. If you would please stand for the reading of God's word. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord my God. Light up my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemies say I have prevailed over him. Lest my foes rejoice because I am shaken. But I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Uh, I would like to just draw our attention to the bulletin. As always, there's a lot of things in there that we definitely want you to, uh, to pay attention to and look for and check out. Uh, again, VBS, June 18th through 22nd. Uh, get with Sherry Lyons to, if you want to find a place to plug in. We're getting our students uh, and youth to help and plug in. So any parents with students in the youth group, we want to find a place for them to serve that week as well. And I want to just mention also on Sunday, June 10th, uh, following the service, we're having, the youth are having a spaghetti luncheon fundraiser uh, for camp. Uh, and that will be a donation. So we'll, have, we'll provide dinner, the youth will serve. And we'll go down after service and, and have a meal, and that will be a donation uh, for that meal. But we're excited about all the things going on and, and thankful for uh, everyone here today, all of our guests uh, as well. And if you are a guest, uh, we just want to know that you're here. Uh, hopefully someone reaches out to you, but also if you could just reach out to us and, and tear off this tab and fill it out and drop it in the offering place that goes by, uh, we want to know that we're glad that you uh, have come to worship with us this morning. And David, I'll let you take it. Thank you. We're going to begin our service this morning singing, We Are One in the Bond of Love. Let's stand together as we sing, please.
prayer. Father, I thank you for the privilege of bowing in your presence this day. We thank you for each person that is gathered here for this worship. We thank you for the significance of this day in our history whenever we celebrate Mother's Day. And Father, we just want to praise you and thank you for the influence of Christian mothers. Father, they have taught us, they've embedded in our hearts and our minds Christian principles that have made us the men and women that we are today. And we thank you for young Christian mothers today who are nurturing and bringing their children up in the fear and the admonition of thee. We pray, God, that you would encourage them while they are doing battle against Satan and help those mothers to be strong and fathers to support them as they seek to bring up their children. We thank you again for that precious mother in our lives. We thank you for this day of worship. We pray for our pastor as he shares his word, your word with us today. And Father, if there be those this morning that do not know Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord, may this be the day. Help us to learn to love you and love one another more and to share the good news of the gospel. Holy Spirit, speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Brother Hurd. You may be seated. Not only is today Mother's Day, and our children's choir will be singing up here in a little bit, and we're going to honor our, um, our mothers here. It's going to be very special. Today, we also have baby dedication. We pack it in. So we have three uh, babies that we will be dedicating to the Lord. So I'm going to call them forward at this time. Uh, Bob, Jessica, y'all can come on up. Uh, Brian and Amy, okay, over here. And then we also have Nathan and Megan. So y'all could come stand up here. Why don't we stand? Yeah, why don't y'all, we'll, we'll have to split it up. So we'll have some here and some on each side. Uh, <clears throat> during baby dedication, we do this uh, on Mother's Day. We're probably going to have another one in the fall because we have several babies that are going to be born. And some folks just can't make it. These children here broke out children's church. They're coming on in. Y'all come on in. Sure, you can bring them around. That way they can see if they want to come up here. <laughs> They're hiding behind the organ over there. Mary and Joseph, the reason why we do baby dedication is because this was something. Mary and Joseph brought Jesus to the temple, and he was dedicated. Baby dedication is not baptism. It's not your salvation. What you're doing is you as parents... And even as grandparents, you're dedicating your children to the Lord, saying we are going to raise our children in a godly household, in a church, and we're going to instruct them in the ways of the Lord. It's something that was done with the Israelite children, and it continued on even into the New Testament with Jesus. And the way this works, this is a responsive reading, so uh, there's opportunities for everyone to participate. 
you'll follow along. Like I have the first statement, then uh, the parents will speak, I'll speak, and then the congregation will speak, and then I'll speak again, and I'll have a closing prayer for our, uh, our dedication. So that's what we're going to do. So we'll follow along. You'll want to look, look up on the screen and follow along. I want to, uh, before we do that, I want to introduce our babies here that we're going to be ded- dedicating. This here is Aniston. So Aniston's coming here, uh, receiving ba- uh, baby dedication. And this is her parents, uh, Nathan and Megan Miller. So, uh, so they're excited for that. This here, and Bennett is actually, I think, our youngest baby here. So Bennett was born, <laughs> Bennett was born in, uh, was it December? In November 30th, so he just barely, he just barely made it. So, uh, and this is uh, Bennett Kelly with his parents, Brian and Amy Kelly. <laughs> so, this is uh, David and Marla Dell's grandson. So, <laughs> he's already getting his stage presence going up here. So, already waving to folks with that. This here is Joseph Scott, and this is these are his parents, Bob and Jessica Scott. So, we are excited for all three of these babies and these parents be able to participate here in baby dedication. It's an exciting time whenever new life comes into a family. There is no better time for parents to realize that children are a gift from God. Psalm 127.3 tells us, Sons are a heritage from the Lord, children a reward from Him. This morning we have the joy of dedicating Bennett Kelly, Aniston Miller, and Joseph Scott to the Lord. The children's parents are Brian and Amy Kelly. Nathan and Megan Miller, and Bob and Jessica Scott. We're fortunate to have their grandparents and great-grandparents here this morning as well. Scripture tells us in 1 Samuel 1.24 that Hannah dedicated her son Samuel to the Lord. Luke 2.22 tells us that Mary and Joseph brought Jesus to the temple in Jerusalem to present him before the Lord. In the same way, these parents bring Bennett, Aniston and Joseph presenting first themselves and their children before the Lord our God. I charge you as parents to raise your children in a godly household, teaching them biblical truths. Parents should model their Christian faith before their children. Parents who reflect Christ in their daily lives will be an inspiration for their children to learn about and accept Jesus as their Savior. Proverbs 22.6 instructs you, Train a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not turn from it. Not only do parents participate in baby dedication, but the church, you all have a great responsibility as well. In the coming years, many of you will serve as Bennett, Aniston, and Joseph's Sunday school teachers, mentors, and Christian leaders they'll all look up to. I charge you as Broadway's church body to nurture these children in Christian environment, praying for them to grow in the Lord and to develop the spiritual gifts God has given them. Their children and their children to the next generation. 
It is God's will that Bennett, Aniston, and Joseph are raised in church and one day ask Jesus into their lives. Deuteronomy 4, or 6, 4 through 7, I preached on this last Sunday, this is called the Shema, says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments I give you today are to be upon your hearts, impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and you, when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Let's bow our heads. I'm going to pray over these children. We're going to dedicate these children to the Lord. God, we give you these children right now. Lord, we do pray for Aniston. I pray as she's a young lady, she grows up here at Broadway in church, that she will be devout and faithful in, in her walk with you. And she gets saved as a young, godly young lady. Lord, we also pray that you're with Bennett, this young man who was just born a few months ago. God, we give him as a child. Lord, you, you brought, you came and received a dedication from Mary and Joseph. And we just pray that just as you were dedicated, we also dedicate Bennett. Lord, we also pray for Joseph. Lord, we pray for this young man that he will just grow up and be a godly soldier for you. Lord, he is going to be someone who has a passion for the gospel. Lord, we pray he gets saved and he lives his life for you. Lord, we pray for these parents. We as a church, we take responsibility in all areas, whether it's Sunday school, children's church, VBS. Lord, we have a great responsibility as a church body to instruct and train children in your ways. Lord, I pray these children grow up and they love you and they love your word. We give you these three children this morning. In Jesus' name, we all pray. Amen. Congratulations. <laughs> we have a certificate here. So, Bennett, Anison, we also have Bibles here. Your baby dedication Bibles. With your name's on it. So, this, here's Bennett's. Joseph's and Aniston. Congratulations, parents. Congratulations, babies. Y'all may be seated.
something uh, different this year. We're gonna, we have uh, bouquets of flowers for uh, our three oldest mothers. We're also going to honor our mother in a little bit with the mother with the newest, uh, newest, the newest mother. I believe that's Amy Kelly, so we're about to honor her in a second. And the mother with the most children, so I'll have to confirm that here in a little bit. But what we want to do is we're going to invite Miss Nell Duvall. This is our oldest mother. Miss Nell, will you come stand? Rick's going to help her. We're going to invite Nell. Miss Nell, come sit in this rocking chair here. What we're going to do, this is something unique and new. Miss Nell's going to come and sit here in the rocking chair, and in a minute the children are going to come up, and they're going to gather around her, and they're going to sing. So that's a, a very special uh, way to honor our oldest mother. Miss Nell is 95 years old. She's our oldest mother here at Broadway. Throw it out. What we'll do also, the, uh, the children are about to, y'all can come on up here, children, and before, while they settle down, once they get settled, we have a video from the children for you. So um, they're going to uh, have the video here. We'll start it. Uh, once, once they get all, all up here, we'll hit play for the video. And then after the video, they're going to sing. And then after they sing, we're then going to honor all the mothers, and we have gifts uh, for, for all the mothers here. So uh, we have great gifts this year. <clears throat> Sherry, what is Miss Pratt's name? Steve Pratt's wife. Do you remember her? I think. She Does your mommy love you? Yeah? Does your mommy love you? Baking. Baking. Cooking helps me when I'm mad or sad. 
Wait, sure, let, let, we're going to honor, are we, are you sure you're done? Yeah. All right, 
All right, we're about to honor, and we're going to use the children to help distribute our, our Mother's Day gifts. So first I want to honor two of our mothers here with their flowers. Miss Bernice Wofford, will you come on up? And Miss Ira Baston, we have flowers here along with Miss Nell. These are our three oldest mothers here in our church. So Ira, I'm going to hand you these. Yeah, congratulations. Miss Bernice. Congratulations, Miss Bernice. Happy Mother's Day. All right, we also, we want to recognize our newest mother. So, I th has any, have any babies been born since November 30th? All right, Amy Kelly, you win. You're our newest mother. We have a gift here. So... And we want to recognize our mother with the most children. Does any mother here have more than Sherry Osmond? I mean, any more than four. So, <clears throat> Miss R Rhoda, how, how many? Five. Miss Pratt, how many? Ten. Any more than ten? <laughs> Do we, any moms with 11 or 12 children? Miss Pratt, y'all, you come on down. Ten children. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. Didn't know you were getting honored today. I know that they <laughs> ten children. That is what an honor. All right, we have special. We're about to honor, recognize all of our mothers right now. And children, this is where I'm going to need your help. If you are a mother here this morning, will you stand up? Or if you are a mother-to-be, soon-to-be-a-mother. All right, all the moms need to stand up. All the mommies need to stand up if you're a mommy. All right, we are going to give a big applause to all of our mothers. Congratulations, mothers, for Mother's Day. Our gift this year is a nice mug. So these children, we're going to give the children. Here's what we're going to do. The children are going to grab a mug, and then they're going to find a mother standing up or a mother-to-be, and once you receive your mug, you sit down. Now, you, you know, moms, you remain standing because they're going to find you. All right, I'm handing a mug off. So children, grab, come grab your mugs. They're right here. They're also right here, right here. So you all go out with the mugs, find the mommies, and once you receive your mug, you sit down, your Mother's Day gift this year.
All right, mothers, if you do not have a mug, just remain standing. They're coming. I see them around. They're here on the cart. Children, you're looking for mothers that are standing up. Hello. All right, we're going to sing together a song called Bind Us Together. You just remain seated while we sing. Remain seated as we sing together. Sing together. Bind us together, Lord, bind us together with cords that cannot be broken. Bind us together, Lord, bind us together, Lord, bind us together with love. There is only one God, there is only one Bind us together with cords that cannot be broken. Bind us together, Lord. Bind us together, Lord. Bind us together with love.
hearts for the Lord this morning. King David wrote, I will meditate upon your glorious splendor of your majesty. And Father, we thank you for the splendor of your majesty. Father, we recognize that all good things come from you. And Father, apart from you, we can do nothing. Father, we also recognize that all that we have is by your providential hand. And Father, as we give back a portion this morning, I pray that you'll bless it. And I pray that you'll use it to the glory of your kingdom. May it accomplish much. Father, we ask these things in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Orchestra. I think we ran out of Mother's Day mugs. Did all did any moms not receive one? Okay. All right. What an exciting Sunday here for Mother's Day. So <clears throat> that's a good problem to have to run out of mugs uh, for that for all the mamas that are here. Open your Bibles to the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 31. We are going to see a message here on what we call it's really no uh, it's really the wife of noble character, yet it's also one of not just a wife, but also to apply to mothers, apply to any lady here. It's a, it's, a, it's a passage in Scripture here in Proverbs chapter 31 that instructs us 
that, what a, that a woman, a wife, a mother, should be living faithfully before God. And then when you do that, when you live faithfully for the Lord, the Lord blesses your family as you honor Him. Did you know that? And when you honor the Lord and you live mothers, when you live faithfully before Him, He will bless your family. It's a blessing to have children. It's a blessing to bring your family to worship. It's a blessing to be able to come into His house and hear His Word and hear his, his, um, the songs sung about Him. But these verses we're about to see here in Proverbs chapter 30, 31, these are 20 traits. And we're not going to go over, it's not a 20-point sermon, but we're going to see here 20 traits in 22 verses about an excellent wife and a wonderful mother and about the characteristics that this is God's ideal picture of what He would like to see that wives and mothers become. Also, if you are using your Bible app on your phone, if you use Young's Literal Translation, I'm sure you all use that one there, that's the Hebrew and Greek translation of the Scriptures, but you'll actually see Proverbs chapter 31 is an acrostic, and each one starts, each verse starts um, with the first letter of the, of the uh, Hebrew alphabet, and there's 20 two letters in there or 22 letters in the hebrew alphabet and they, so <clears throat> if you can so that's the the layout of this verse here that we're going to see and we're going to see three main things that the lord i think we can really pull out of this and it speaks to mothers today in 2018 verse 10 proverbs 31 10 bible says here who can find a wife of noble character she is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will not lack anything good. She rewards him with good, not evil, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with willing hands. She is like the merchant ships, bringing her food from far away. She rises while it's still night and provides food for her household and portions for her female servants. She evaluates a field and buys it. She plants a vineyard with her earnings. She draws on her strength and reveals that her arms are strong. She sees that her profits are good. And her lamp never goes out at night. She extends her hands to the spinning staff. And her husband, her hands hold the spindle. Her hands reach out to the poor. And she extends her hands to the needy. She is not afraid for her household when it snows. For, her, for all in her household are doubly clothed. She makes her own bed coverings. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known at the city gates, where he sits among the elders of the land. She makes and sells linen garments. She delivers belts to the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she can laugh at the time to come. Her mouth speaks wisdom, and loving instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the activities of her household and is never idle. Her children rise up and call her blessed. And that's what we do here on Mother's Day. We tell our mothers that they're blessed. Her husband also praises her. I was telling Sherry that, uh, about this verse. Uh, one day a year, mothers get to pick where they get to go out to eat. Did y'all know that? Children, husbands, this is the one day. So this is the one day here on Mother's Day. So men, we don't get to pick. So when you leave church this afternoon and this evening, they get to pick. Our children want to eat at McDonald's. So, so that's where they pick, but it's Sherry's pick. But we praise our mothers. Men, we honor them. 
Children, we should not speaking, speak negatively. We honor our father and our mother. It's a sin to backtalk and to speak negative and critical of your mother. The Bible says this, and this is what it's saying here when we, we praise her. Many women have done noble deeds, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord will be praised. Give her the reward of her labor and let her works praise her at the city gates. I want to pull out a couple of things here we see in this really incredible passage here. It's called the writings of Lemuel here in the very end of Proverbs. Three verses I want to pull out is verse 10. Look at verse 10. We just read this. Who can find a wife of noble character? Who can find this wife of noble character? This is a, a question that's asked. You know, if you're single here and you're dating and you're looking to get married or remarried or <clears throat> you know, if you're looking at your life, if you are not married, you're thinking, I'm looking for a husband or I'm looking for a wife and you want someone of really someone of character. And what that means in the Bible is that means someone you can trust. You do not want to marry someone that if you go away on a vacation or a business trip or you're away during the day, you have no clue what they're up to or you're, you're worried what they're up to. That what they, when they go on the computer, when they log on social media, you can trust them. That's what it means to be of a person of noble character. So when your husband or wife goes out for the day, you're not wondering, I wonder what they're up to. You know, one of the, um, uh, one of the sad things that's happened, really I think in 2018, is really the drugs destroy lives. This past week, I went to Sky Zone for a birthday party. Someone had a birthday party, not in our house, but we had, I was the driver, so I went down the road to Sky Zone. And let me tell you what that means, Sky Zone. Sky Zone is wild children running everywhere, and parents are sitting in the little lobby area um, just playing on their phone or talking or doing whatever. <clears throat> so I'm in the lobby area just watching just kids just go back. The main goal is don't get hurt and don't leave the building. So I'm just sitting there for a couple hours just waiting, waiting. Well, there's this grandfather who's about 70 years old. And he's sitting there at the table next to me, so he starts talking to me. I start talking to him, got nothing else to do. So we start talking, and he had a sad story. And it's a sad story that I believe is multiplied throughout our nation and throughout our city. He lives in Nelson County. I, th I think that's where Bardstown is that we discovered last week. He lives in, out in the country. He doesn't live in bars. He's out in the country of Nelson County. He says, yeah, I'm raising my grandkids. He had two or three or four. They were all over the place. You couldn't count them because kids were everywhere. And he was there and brought, he says, yeah, we live out in the country, and our kids just beg us to go to Sky Zone. So he has to drive an hour to go to Sky Zone, but that's all they want to do. Friday night, they pick them up from school, and we're going to Lexington. That's what we do. So he's there, just kids are running wild. And he says, you know, I'm raising my grandchildren. And the reason why is because my 30, and he was honest about it. You have a son or a daughter on a dealing with addiction. They'll, they speak truth, and when, especially when they've been dealing with it for decades. 
I told him I was pastor. He knew of this church, and he, he went to Baptist church, this godly, godly gentleman. And his story was, I'm raising my grandkids because my son's 37 years old, and he's addicted to meth. And he's stolen everything from, him, from me. I've, I've bought him cars. He sells his cars. He pawns his gun. I mean, anything, you, anything he's owned, he has sold or pawned, or he's lost it to drugs. And it's pitiful, pitiful. Can't keep a job, can't even pass a drug test. He gets clean for a few months, then he goes right back to the pig pen. It's just a cycle. He says, he's a pastor who's been going on for 20 years. It started late in high school, 18, 19 years old. He started running with the wrong crowd. And next thing you know, it ru has ruined his life, my young man, his boy. Here I am raising, couldn't, couldn't stay married, just a life of destruction. Been in jail multiple times, been in every rehab in the, in the, in the state, you know, and he realized, you know, unless this boy turns to the Lord and Jesus saves him, and he gets serious about it, I'm just throwing, I mean, just throw money down the drain is all this is. And he loves his grandchildren, and he literally, his heart was broken over his son. Because he told me, he says, I remember bringing this little boy to church. He came to VBS. He came to Sunday school. We were at church every time the doors were open. He knew about the Lord. He even got baptized as a young man. Grew up. And he got addicted to this stuff. And he can't get off. And I'm afraid that story is multiplied over and over and over again. I spoke to that dad two days ago. And I saw the... I mean, he loves his grandchildren. But he is hurting. He asked for me to pray that his son is set free. And only the, he said, he's at the point, only the Lord can free this man at this point. We have literally tried and spent everything on everything else to help him. And he doesn't trust a word he says. He says, Daniel, if the boy talks to me, he's like, whatever he says is the opposite. That's what drugs do to you. They will promise the moon. But he can't break free. And he lies to his dad. And you know, the truth is, I want you to know something. If you're single and you're looking to get married, you really don't know who you're going to marry. If you have married someone, if you have a spouse of noble character, and they aren't addicted to porn, gambling, drugs, alcohol, they aren't squandering, running around with other women or men, and they are someone that, you, that trusts and loves the Lord, church, that's what Proverbs 31.10 is talking about. You have found someone of noble character. Noble character is someone you can trust. That when you live the, leave the house, they're not selling yourself at a pawn shop to support a secret addiction. Character is what we are in the dark. When no one's looking, that's what type of man or woman you are. And the Bible's saying, you want to find that person. I want to discover someone that I can genuinely trust. Listen, if you're dating someone, you, sh you should not date someone you would not even consider marrying. There is no point in that. If they, if they, are not, if they don't have a strong relationship with the Lord, and they don't put God first in their life, I mean, you should end it. There's no point. What's the point of dating? It's ultimately for marriage. It's not for fun. Well, it can be fun, but it's not, that's not the purpose. There's ultimate goal that goes. And secondly, it also... <laughs> that, 
Some of y'all have a mind in a gutter. That's not what I was thinking about. <laughs> Listen, also, <clears throat> when it talks about noble character, we should not, mothers, fathers, we should not worry about tomorrow's troubles. Do you know you can worry yourself? You can be so anxious that you have lost the joy of life. Lost the joy of being a mother or father. You're just trying to get by day after day, trying to make a next appointment, trying to get homework done, trying to get the kids dressed in at church, and you've lost the joy of motherhood. Being a mother or a grandmother, it's supposed to be fun. You are supposed to love your children and your grandchildren. If you have lost that joy and you're just worried, you can worry yourself sick about your children and your grandchildren. At some point, you just give it to the Lord and say, Lord, I trust you. I'm going to raise my children in God's house. And they're yours. It's like baby dedication. You get, just give your children to God. Say, God, these are your children. I'll be the best father, the best mother I can be, but ultimately, God, I trust you. I give you, I give you my children and my grandchildren. So what we see here, we don't want to be folks with buyer's remorse. Buyer's remorse is when you uh, purchase something or marry someone, and then you realize, my goodness, there were some surprises that came along. You are looking for a wife, for a husband of noble character. That means this is someone I can trust even when they're alone. I'm not scared to death. They're up to no good. It's a trustworthy person. Trust is, a, is the essential ingredient in a, any type of relationship. And that's what broke that, that grandfather's heart at Sky Zone. He could not trust his son because over and over and over again it's been broken. He didn't even believe a word he said anymore. Look at verse here, 27. Look what it says here. Moving along, pulling out three verses here. She watches over the activities of her household and is never idle. Mothers, you need to know what goes on and what occurs in your home. Listen, you might not be able to control our culture. You can't control school. You can't control what goes on when the kids go out. But you can protect and you have God expects you guard your house. As you know that you can control the internet, you can control the TV, you can control who comes over. You protect your home and your children and your grandchildren's activities. You decide that they're going to go to church. You decide what's coming into the house. And at some point, moms and dads and grandparents. If we have no clue what's coming in and we have our head in the sand, there's some responsibility of that. You need to know to the internet sites your children are visiting. You need to know the uh, social media. Listen, I got a Facebook request from a second grader yesterday. <laughs> They're our neighbors. The little boys are house on Facebook. I'm thinking, little kid, you shouldn't be doing this. There's trash on there garbage <laughs> and the problem with that is we laugh at that that's all over i mean this guy's eight i think you're supposed to be aren't you supposed to be like 12 or 13 to be on there 
So he lied about it. He said, that's an illegal account he's got already. I'm friends with him. Illegal in there. So that is something. Uh, but I share this. Because we protect our home. Moms, dads, you are a guardian. You stand there and protect. You can't protect the world, but that home is your fortress. You need, you need to know everything going on in your house. We do not live with our head under the covers, in the pillows. We are knowledgeable. You are a proactive grandparent. A proactive, listen grandparents, grandkids come over to your house, they don't get just do whatever, watch anything on TV, go on the internet looking at who knows what. It's saying here, she watches over the activities of her household. A godly mother monitors the home. She knows what her husband's up to. She knows the caller ID. She knows the, the history on the computer. She's knowledgeable of these things. Number 30, look here at verse 30. Last verse we're going to look at. It says here, Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Now this really sums up and characterizes what a godly lady, a young lady especially, <clears throat> should, um, should strive towards. Moms, you should be raising your daughters and your sons too, that beauty is fleeting. It's deceptive, the Bible says. But what folks should be pursuing is the, the person who loves and fears and has a passion for the Lord is what should be honored. <clears throat> we have a saying, and we sometimes use it, modest is hottest. I think I've used that before. Sherry and I go on Facebook every now and then, and in fact, it's prom season, and Sherry's friends with a bunch of uh, ladies on there and have children that are teenagers that go to prom. And just this past week, she was looking at prom pictures, and she was showing me. And we were looking at these. This is this, when the Bible says, do not judge. This is why it's applying, it's applying to us while we were doing it. We're looking at their inappropriate dresses. And we as parents look at that. Can you believe their mom and dad allowed them to walk out of the house wearing that? And some of that, I mean... It's, it's inappropriate, the things we were looking at. Listen, moms, dads, grandparents, your children, they do not get free reign on whatever they want to wear. They don't. They, they, I know they modest is hottest, but when they dress inappropriate, they are around 16, 17, 18-year-old boys, and they're not thinking modest is hottest. We guard and protect our children, even down to how they dress. And there's gonna, there should be times being a godly parent and a godly grandparent saying, Ma'am, I'm sorry you're not wearing that. You're going to have to go change clothes. And there's nothing wrong. We're not cool parents. We're godly parents. We're setting an example. We're teaching children and grandchildren that we are going to be a family that fears and trusts the Lord. We honor Him even with our attire. Remember, you control your house. You have authority over your home and your children. They eat your food. You pay their cell phone bill. You provide them with internet and TV and Netflix. They live under your roof. They drive your car and your insurance that you paid for. And you sometimes have to remind this to your children and grandchildren. One of the great things about money is when you, um, there's strings attached to it. 
And you have to tell your children this. And, I, and there's someone, we as parents, we as godly grandparents and mothers and fathers, we have to be shrewd. Because that was, you have to remember, church, there is a devil that wants to destroy your family. He wants to destroy your children. He wants you to be that man at the jumpy gym place who has my son's on drugs, preacher, I don't know what to do. Satan's won in that man's life. 37 years old, addicted to meth, doesn't know it, tried everything, wasted, squandered all their, all their savings. I have four things up here on the board I want to go over in, in conclusion. This is motherhood in 2018. Mothers should use their influence to glorify God. Moms, you should use every ounce of influence you have at your home, at your work, over your children, over your, even over your grandchildren to glorify God. You should bring them to church. And I'll tell you, the secret to giving them to church is if you volunteer at church, you've got to come anyway, so they've got to come with you. It's not option on Sundays. You use your influence while you've got them to point them to Christ. Number two... Oh, wait, here are the examples. The mother can encourage. These are ways to use your influence. Moms, you encourage your husband to walk with God. You should not be putting him down. You should be encouraging him in his relationship with the Lord. Number two, mothers also here should be teaching their children about God. This is what we do. We instruct our children about the Lord. These children up here on the stage, they come here to learn about God. It should be reinforced at home. We talked about this last Sunday. Number three here, we also serve God at her church. Moms should be serving the Lord and parents should be seeing that. My, my parents were third grade Sunday school teachers growing up. And I knew that's what they did. My dad, they, they had a big group together and then they broke into smaller groups. And my parents were there. They taught me third grade. I mean, they just kept on, they made it sign like a 20-year contract to be a third grade Sunday school teacher and that's what they, how it goes. Once you sign up, you're stuck it for, for life at church. You never retire from the ministry. And that's what it is. So I grew up as a child knowing mom and dad serve. Same with Sherry. Her parents serve. There's, there's, so children see that. So, you get a, so when the children grow up, mom and dad are serving at the church. Therefore, I will serve at the church. You're creating that into their life. Number two, after the Lord, a mother's marriage is of most importance. Wives, moms, guard your marriage and you show that to your children. They need to see mom loves dad. God has it literally, the rankings are first. He is first in everybody's life. The Lord. Then your marriage is second. Best thing you can give your children is a strong marriage. A marriage that honors the Lord. And they will grow up and they will... Uh, Model that as a child. Your children and your grandchildren do that. Number three, comparisons. I want to tell you, this is, this is rampant today. Social media destroys people on this. Comparisons create a bitter mother. Comparisons are when you think, well, my children didn't get this. My children aren't this smart. My husband's not that good looking. We don't make that much money. Our house isn't that nice. I'm not that skinny. I didn't get to go on that vacation. And I'm telling you, it bitterness, it creeps into your life, mothers. And you will find yourself being bitter because you view yourself as lacking. I want to tell you, a noble character mother, if you love the Lord, you have a godly husband, and you are teaching your children about the Lord, and you're serving at church, that there, that you've met it. You are doing what the Lord has expected you to do. 
That's a godly mother. That's biblical motherhood. Comparisons create bitterness. Folks, ladies get angry. Men get upset. It just it da- it drags us down. Lastly, we see here, mothers must have a quiet time with the Lord. My mother, every morning, she's a school teacher. She, she's still teaching. And um, I remember she would get up early, about, she was early, but about 5, 15, 5, 20. And her, she would always do a Beth Moore devotion. They were on the kitchen table. I think I shared this last year. She'd have her Bible and have her Beth Moore devotion right there at 5.30 in the morning. Whenever I got up a little later, I would see that there. I, I witnessed my mother growing up doing a quiet time with the Lord. I have a quiet time because I grew up watching mom and dad have a quiet time. Your parents, parents, listen, your children model your behavior. You want your kids to have a quiet time? You want them to be in God's Word? You want them to enjoy coming to church? If they see mom, dad, grandma, grandpa praying and spending time in the Word, they will do it. That's the influence of a parent. We model this. This is discipleship 101. We want to be a body of believers that every opportunity we're showing that influence. Don't be ashamed. Be proud of it. Keep your Bible out there on the table. Let them see it. See the devotion they're reading. Show your grandkids that you read the Bible and you love going to church and being in God's house. They need to see Dad passing the offering plate and serving as a deacon. In fact, that's here, it was here in the Bible. It says here, her husband, verse 23, is known at the city gates where he sits among the elders of Lamming, the wife of the noble character. Her husband, he was one who loved the Lord. He was faithful in his church. He was there. He served. This is a picture of a godly family. A family that we as grandparents and parents should be striving towards. I want you all to know, our culture here, 2018, it speaks against everything that this, these verses just say. Everything. People are not honored today if they, women are not viewed as beautiful if they fear the Lord. That is not our culture. It's the exact opposite. There is incredible pressure on looks and appearance. There's incredible pressure on your image. And the Bible is saying, run from that. Flee from that type of thinking. That is not biblical, godly motherhood and fatherhood. The one who loves the Lord, who puts Jesus Christ first in his home, that is the type of model family that the Lord wants for you, Broadway. God, I pray this morning, I pray we will be a church family that loves you, I pray that we be moms and dads, that we exemplify an overflowing abundance of motherhood and fatherhood. Lord, we won't be ashamed. We will be intentional about training our children and grandchildren in the Lord. God, I pray for that man I met a couple of nights ago. He's broken over his son who has addiction issues. Lord, save his son. Free him of this. Lord, I thank you for this man, his faithfulness for bringing his kids to church, his grandchildren to church, and taking good care of them. Lord, I pray that as we are surrounded by so many families who are in that situation because of drugs, Lord, I just pray they will realize only the gospel can set people free. Only you, Lord. 
Lord, I pray if there's anyone here that has never been saved this morning, Lord, we know you can do that. You make us into a godly mother, a godly father. Lord, we pray we flee from this false thinking of how the importance of image. Lord, we want to be a church. We want to be people who fear the Lord. Make us into mothers and fathers who have a passion for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're going to have our invitation. This is your opportunity to respond this morning. I want to invite everyone to stand up. David Dale's going to lead us in her song. If you want to make a decision, if you want to join Broadway this morning, I'll be standing down front waiting for you to come forward. Sing wherever he leads, I'll go. Take up thy cross and follow me. I heard my master say, I gave my life to ransom thee, where decisions here. Uh, before I invite them to come forward, I have a, several announcements here to make, and Will's one person we want to recognize. Today is Mother's Day, so that means we have no 
evening worship service, no team kid, no student discipleship group. It's an opportunity for you to spend time with your mothers. So that's, um, I wanted to share about that. That's today. Next Sunday, if you, um, do you know we gave away this week? This is amazing. It was really by accident by the Lord. We distributed over 14,000 VBS flyers in 20 different elementary schools throughout our city. So that was uh, um, amazing. Well, we expect a great Bible school next month. We need workers now. So if you want to be a VBS volunteer, if you want to be a leader and you don't know how to serve, next Sunday at 4 o'clock, I want you to come. If you have no clue how to serve, now you can be a worker as a 6th grader. As long as you've completed the 6th grade, you qualify as a worker. We're going to meet at 4 o'clock next Sunday on the 20th downstairs in the fellowship hall. Nancy Crawford will be there, and that's when you'll find out your assignment. If you don't already know, that's when you sign up. You can do background check. You can get all the details next week. So 4 o'clock, you bring someone to be a worker. We need that. We want that fellowship hall packed with workers for Bible school next week. This coming Saturday is our men's prayer breakfast. So we have Lee K. Howard. I believe that's his name. He's a TV newscaster. He's going to be speaking. So it's this coming Saturday, uh, the 19th of May at 8 o'clock. So all the men are certainly invited. Where is Megan Davis? Will she raise her hand? She's back there. Uh, she's all, you know, if you sit on the, that's the farthest pew you can get back there. I want to say something about Megan. And um, Megan has accepted a new job in Nashville. And I wanted to recognize her. She has uh, uh, received a job at Lifeway. Lifeway in case you don't know, that is the, our, our publisher for our Sunday school material, all the books we read at Southern Baptist. She's going to be a purchasing, is it a purchasing agent? Of, I'm sorry, not an agent, that's like an FBI position. Uh, uh, <laughs> a a, a uh, purchasing specialist. So we are excited. So this is her last Sunday here until she, she's going to be moving down there, I guess the next couple weekends looking for a place in Nashville, and it's an exciting opportunity. Uh, she, it's in many ways, it's a ministry. It's a calling bill work for Lifeway. I'm a huge Lifeway fan. It was actually recently named as one of the top companies in America to work for. We read all Tom Rainer. He's the president of Lifeway. We read all his books. I pass them out to everybody here at the church. So congratulations, Megan. We will be praying for you. Megan is a... Megan has been a real leader in our student ministry, so that's a loss for Zach. So I think they honored her this morning in Sunday school. So Zach now needs uh, new, more student workers in there. So uh, she has really uh, been doing that for years and done an outstanding job. So Megan, we will be excited to see what the Lord's doing there in Nashville, there at Lifeway for that. All right, I want to recognize we have two families that are coming to join our church. All right, Nathan, Megan, y'all come on up here. Is Sullivan, is he downstairs? Okay. Is Aniston downstairs? Okay. Does she? Okay. Okay. And so that's okay. So that, that's fine. Um, this here is Nathan and Megan Miller, and they participate in baby dedication. They have two children. Sullivan, who's a kindergartner, was he up on the stage? He didn't do it. Okay. He didn't come up on the stage. Well, he can't. Well, he, I, so they have a kindergartner. He's five. Is that right? Five years old, Sullivan is. And he's a kindergartner at LCA, Lexington Christian Academy. And then they have Aniston, the little girl um, they dedicated this morning. Well, Nathan and uh, Megan, they're coming to transfer their membership. Listen to this, from Bardstown, Kentucky. I was, I, was in their, I was at their hometown last week for the first time ever. And their church they're transferring from, a Baptist church called Cox Creek Baptist Church. I think it's a country church. You know, they probably, they probably went to the same church that man I met 
at, uh, from Nelson County, because he told me he lived in the country in, uh, out in Nelson. So Nelson County is Bardstown, right? So, all right. So that is, who knows where Cox Creek Baptist Church is? Oh, I'm sorry, Cox's. I'm sorry, I was Cox's, right. <laughs> so is it Cox's Creek or yeah. Cox's? Cox's Creek. Cox's Creek Baptist Church. Anybody know where that church is? Our brother heard it. All right, five or six, that is. So that's about as many folks have been to Bardstown. So we are excited for the Miller family coming and transferring their membership here at Broadway Baptist Church. If you're excited for this wonderful family, you join me in saying amen. Amen. Y'all just, just remain up here. All right, the Scott family, y'all come up here too. I went two out of three. You know, we had three families uh, doing baby dedication. I got two out of three of them as members. So I almost added a thousand this morning for our baby dedication. This is Bob and Jessica Scott. They also participated in baby dedication. And Bob is um, he's coming to join our church by baptism. He grew up in a church that didn't have that did not have a believer's baptism, so he'll be getting baptized here probably this summer or so. And Jessica's coming to transfer her membership. They moved here from, um, uh, it's in Georgetown, it's called Great Crossing Baptist Church. So she's coming here transferring her membership from Great Crossing Baptist Church. Who knows where that church is? Great Crossing. More people know where that is than in Bartstown. This here is their son, uh, Will. William is, he's a kindergartner at Garden Springs Elementary. So did y'all receive your VBS postcard, your VBS flyer this week? All right, they got it. So they got, that was one of the schools of the 20 that we gave out to. So that, and they also have Joseph here, who also participated in baby dedication. So both these families have kindergartners, and they both have one-year-olds. So that is, this is like a, a duplicated um, uh, uh, family that joined us so, with that. So we're very excited for both of these families. If you're excited for the Scott family, you join me in saying amen. Amen. I want to invite everyone to stand up. We always have a receiving line. You need to come through here and congratulate these families for becoming part of our Broadway family here at Broadway Baptist Church. Also, if you see <clears throat> Miss Megan Davis back there, make sure you speak to her as this is her last Sunday before she heads down to Nashville, to Music City down there, to, um, uh, to start her new job at Lifeway. And certainly congratulate her. It's been a great Mother's Day. The children did outstanding. Mothers, remember, if you do not have... If you did not receive a mug, uh, Adrian's going to look for them. And we, are, are we completely out? So we've got to check and see if we have any extra. So we'll, we'll, get, a, we'll get a rain check. Maybe next week we'll have a mug for that. So I'm going to ask David Dell if he'll uh, close We're going to sing song. Precious Day together. Precious name, oh how sweet, hope of earth and joy of heaven. Precious name, oh how sweet, hope of earth and joy of 